Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you're going to learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV, and we will talk to everyone behind the scenes and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with the information and the guests you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. And so now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. My guest today is Mr. Jeff Gendelman. He's a producer, a writer, he's an actor, and he is uh, the he recently produced the movie The Surface, which stars Sean Astin, Chris Mulkey, Mimi Rogers, and others. And he's going to be coming up in just a moment. But first, let me tell you that the chat room is open. If you're listening live, you can join us in the chat room. If you're also listening live, please share this uh, information, this news with others that we are live right now so that they can listen in live. Uh, All of these interviews can be heard right from RexSykes.com. That's my name. I'm your host. It's R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S.com. That's the URL. And at the interviews blog, all of these interviews, these discussions can be listened to live and or archived and they're archived anytime, 24-7. So go back and listen to the archives. There's over 400 hours of professional filmmakers sharing their expertise, their know-how, and their secrets with you. Now, all of this is given to you absolutely free, so all we ask in return is that you do two things. One is spread the word, share it, so that uh, we become more visible in the search engines and so that my guests get the biggest bang uh, for their efforts for giving everything away. Um, so people know near and far uh, to tune in and to listen and to uh, support them. And two, leave comments at the player, either during the live show or when you listen to it archived. So that's what we ask of you. Spread the word and leave comments. You can also rate and review the podcast at iTunes, and uh, and we appreciate it when you do. So without any further hesitation, let me uh, tell you a little bit about my guest today, Mr. Gendelman. Jeff Gendelman is a writer and a producer. He wrote and produced The Surface. It's an 18-year journey of perseverance from idea to production. The film stars Sean Astin, Chris Mulkey, Mimi Rogers, and it was directed by Gil Cates Jr., who was on the show recently. And you're going to want to go back and you're going to want to hear what Gil has to say, not only about The Surface, but about other aspects of movie making and his career. Jeff also produced and directed the award-winning short film In Passing. He produced the Los Angeles world premiere of the play The Letter Writer, and then developed it to be made into a film. He produced and directed two science documentaries and a pilot for a syndicated TV series. Now, as an actor, Jeff co-starred with Christopher Lambert in the feature film Spitzville, He had a supporting role opposite Robert Forrester and Donnie Wahlberg in the feature film Diamond Men by a mutual friend of ours, uh, Dan Cohen, who also has been on the show. He's a director, and uh, you're going to want to go back and listen to Dan's discussion with me. His uh, Just TV work includes guest-starring roles at NBC's Law & Order. He was featured on the Beverly Hills 90210. He's also a series regular on the television drama One Life to Live, Guiding Light, and loving, and he was nominated for Outstanding Actor in Daytime TV Series. He studied uh, film classes at the American Film Institute in Los Angeles, uh, New York, USC, and the BBC in London. He's been involved in the theater since 10. He is also uh, highly involved in martial arts, uh, a black belt of high rank, and uh, we'll talk to him all about this as I bring him on now. Jeff, how are you today? Good morning, Rex. Good morning. It's great to have you here. And uh, uh, so tell me, I, I mean, I really want to um, just jump right back, right in. We've got some limited time. You're a busy man. Um, your your director of photography is, is Jimmy San Marco, and, and you, you guys met up in 2009. So can you talk about the surface, um, your odyssey, your journey into uh, writing and uh, and uh, the ups and downs along the way, and then finally you met Jimmy and and he came on as producer and DP, and and from that point on you you uh, you you premiered the movie this last October. 
Oh, yes, sir. It, um, it's certainly the genesis of um, the story and why it needed to be shot in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. Was I, I grew up in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, and, and I was able to uh, develop a, a very close relationship with Lake Michigan as a young boy. In fact, my family moved uh, from the west side of the city to the north side, right near uh, the lake. So I was able to, every day, uh, as a five-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old, ten-year-old, through high school, go down and, and say hello to the lake every day. And, and I, I always thought, well, certainly it was beautiful. Certainly it was uh, large and vast and and really the size of an ocean. And, and to quote my dad when I was a young child, he said, Jeff, it's, a, it's an ocean without sharks. And, of course, at five years old, I had no idea what he was talking about. But I, I, I realized that you cannot see across Lake Michigan. So that being very similar to an ocean, I always thought, what was going on out there in the middle where nobody can see? And um, and as the years would go on, um, we got a little ski boat when I was a child. My dad got a ski boat, and we'd ski every once in a while on the lake. And, of course, it, it's a very rough lake, and people that don't know Lake Michigan, uh, it is uh, tempestuous and, and very fickle and has a has this personality. And, and I grew up understanding it and respecting it. And then when I was an adult, I, uh, people would tell me that it, it's more dangerous than the Atlantic because the Atlantic and the Pacific are predictable in their currents and their winds, oh. and Lake Michigan is not. In fact, Lake Michigan is the sixth largest freshwater lake in the world and there is more there are more shipwrecks per square mile than anywhere in the world well wow. and and those those kinds of facts started you know uh, meaning a lot to me and 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 if we, we jump cut about thirty three years later i I was in, was in the mid nineties I'm living in los angeles and and thankfully had a uh, had a respectful career in entertainment at that time and and um, I, I started writing a lot in college in the late 70s and then all through the 80s, and it always came out through screenplay form uh, and um, shorts, uh, the art of the writing, and I started developing and taking classes and, and uh, never thought I would produce anything myself, uh, and, uh, but I wanted to have a, a canon of work. I, I always heard that writers... They need to have a lot uh, behind them before one is typically produced. So that was sage wisdom to me. And having lived in New York City for so long and at Los Angeles for so long and Chicago and, uh, and, and taking classes at AFI and the BBC, and I always thought, okay, that, that's good stuff. So I, I could write anywhere. I can write in a subway. I can write at home in the middle of the night. I can write, write at home in the middle of the morning, uh, anywhere. So I started writing a lot. And at the same time, I was an actor doing daytime series work and nighttime series work and a lot of Shakespeare. I'm a heavily trained, classical trained actor. And uh, so the writing became something I would do. Um, and I, I realized that now we're in the mid-90s. Uh, uh, I, I had this idea because when I was sailing with my folks, I was visiting them in Milwaukee and I was living in Los Angeles, and it took me sailing out into the middle of the lake. Not not quite, because it's 40 miles to the middle of the lake. And so we, but we went so far out that if you looked west toward downtown Milwaukee, you could barely see the buildings. It was barely perceptible. And it was beautiful and quiet, and there were no boats around. And I, I realized that at the same time, I was, it was lonely and claustrophobic and tense. And here was a perfect stage. Here was a perfect setting for a story. And in and, and 1995, uh, about a week after I went back to Los Angeles, I, this, the first draft came out. And I showed it to a few friends, and they liked it. So then I had to make sure I showed it to people that didn't know me. Um, and, and, and to get an honest opinion. Uh, and I did, and, and they liked it. Um, 
so I had a reading of it in Los Angeles, and uh, I, I went to a, a, a company there that developed plays that were made into movies. They're no longer uh, around anymore, but um, I started helping them develop uh, plays and uh, to, to, be, to be made into screenplays and develop and, and then to, to develop into um, uh, movies. And this was something that I thought this company could do, and they agreed. So we had a series of readings with with nice name actors involved, and and we'd ha- we'd be at these beautiful homes in in Los Angeles and get together, and it was it was a really great way to flesh it out and hear from the audience, you know, the twelve people or the twenty five people, depending upon the the, the the several times that we did the reading of the surface. And the premise always stayed the same: uh, two two strangers, both at the end of their rope, suddenly meet in the middle of the unpredictable waters of Lake Michigan. And but back then in the 90s, the film was uh, much larger, had a much bigger budget. And because uh, in, in the story, there was a plane crash. Uh, and back then, 20 years ago, it was in the movie. We actually saw the plane crash. Through the years, I started paring away the, the fat, realizing that this was not going to compete. The story was not going to be ever compete with the Hollywood movies, and and since it was going to be a mature, uh, um, maybe art house festival kind of circuit picture, uh, everybody can use their imagination because they know what a plane crash looks like. And so we we saved millions of dollars cutting that out of the script, not having to shoot a plane crash, and. So I started doing that with other elements of the picture, and, and it really became a matters-of-the-heart kind of movie. Yes, it has mystery and suspense and some tension, and, and there's a bad guy, and, but it's, it's, really, it's really about uh, the characters and how they drive and how they, be, how they become uh, really needing of each other, and they need each other so badly that uh, without one or the other, they would both die. And so they become each other's guardian angels. So it becomes a survival film, an adventure film, a, a soulful drama. And when I moved to Milwaukee from Los Angeles uh, in 2006, I took one project with me, and that was The Surface. And even though from 1995 to 2006, those 11 years, uh, I, I kept looking for a producer for the film. I kept looking for a director for the film. Uh, I kept looking for stars. I had a very big name actor attached to it for, for all those years. But as as life happens, uh, eventually the actor that was attached to it, he became not right for the part anymore uh, due to age. And uh, so, um, but it really gave me validation that he was very interested in the picture. And uh, that kept me going a lot because I had this, this great guy attached. So what happened was, uh, you know, through the years of finding, uh, looking for a producer and looking for directors, and I really became much closer to the film and, and knew that I wouldn't compromise where it should be shot, how it should be shot. And, for example... Uh, there are a couple of directors along the way. Um, I should say five directors along the way, uh, all wonderful people, but they all wanted to do it in either Baja, California, uh, the Keys in Florida, New Jersey, Canada. Um, and so it it, uh, it, it wasn't going to happen because the Lake, Lake Michigan has its own personality. It doesn't look like the Gulf. It doesn't look like the ocean or Baja. It, 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 it really has its own, and that was something also that Rex uh, really drove the project. I, I think any good film is an educational piece as well, and it teaches the audiences around the world something that they didn't know before. Not only would this film help Milwaukee uh, be put on the map, map, but it would also teach people about Lake Michigan, and so that was very exciting to me. 
uh, you know, there's a certain element of, of fresh water and how important fresh water is to to the world. And not that this is a documentary about fresh water, but I, I, I think it's important to educate people. But there's a little layer in it that reinforces the fact that Milwaukee has become this global dynamic hub for fresh water investments and jobs and research and technology. And that excited me. The film is not about that. But there's a little layer in there about the, the Freshwater Institute and things like that that will, will pique people's interests. And uh, that was very compelling for me uh, as a writer also to keep that, that in mind and have a responsibility, uh, a social responsibility, in addition to entertaining people and inspiring people for the picture. And then in, um, uh, I moved to Milwaukee because I met uh, Grandmaster J.K. Lee in Los Angeles. I was, um, uh, I'm thankfully, at 10 years old, my mother said to me, Jeff, you're in martial arts and you should do theater. And this is in the mid-60s. And there were no children in martial arts back then. This was a, uh, uh, children didn't become involved in martial arts until the mid-80s when Karate Kid came out. So in the mid-60s, I'm, I'm training downtown Milwaukee at this place that's no longer there and it's rough. It's a rough and tumble way. To, uh, martial arts is very different now. It's family friendly, and um, it's it's a whole other responsibility to to develop the person from within uh, with confidence and, and respect and self discipline and self initiative and self esteem and and maximizing potential with certainly with Jake Healy Black Belt Academy and in the world of Taekwondo. And but back then it, it was brutal, and all of my classmates were Vietnam guys, Vietnam veterans, and me. And mm-hmm. uh, but I stuck around for some reason, and and I kept at it, and through the years became a high ranking, a uh, 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 high rank in four different styles of martial arts, Taekwondo really being the uh, uh, my my opinion the the amalgamation, the best of all martial arts. And uh, and I met Grandmaster Lee and uh, Master Chan Lee in Los Angeles uh, ten years ago at a hotel in downtown Los Angeles where they were uh, leading a seminar. These guys from Milwaukee came and they and they invited me uh, and I went to it. Um, actually, actually a uh, a friend of mine in Santa Monica. I was out to dinner with him uh, this was ten years ago, and he said, "Jeff, you've always been involved in martial arts. There's a friend of mine in Milwaukee. You should call him." So I called him the next day, and it turns out that he was coming to Los Angeles to lead this seminar in a downtown uh, L.A. hotel, and would I like to come? So I did. So this is 10 years ago again. I walk into this hotel, and it's a room full of grandmaster and master Korean gentlemen and me. And the Taekwondo was, was one thing, but what was most important was the message that Grandmaster Lee was telling in Korean the people in this room. Now his son Chan Lee was was interpreting the Korean into English so I could understand. And he was talking about things that I had really heard from all the master instructors and grandmasters and teachers that I'd been and again at that point I'd been in martial arts for thirty five years, trained eight years in New York and ten years at that time in Los Angeles and three years in Chicago and, and, and time in Japan and and I, I, and he was talking about, J.K. Lee was talking about how do you affect change in a community? How do you make people maximize their potential and be the best they can be and all that kind of stuff? And I said, whoa, this is great. So to make a long story short, they, they, they brought me on uh, as their development director to start developing locations for them in Los Angeles and Orange County. Again, this is ten, nine years ago now, ten years ago. And, and, they made me a development director. At the same time, I was in entertainment, and so I thought, hey, I could do that. But it soon I realized that the real estate is so unconscionably expensive in Southern California that that we could barely make a nut, make our nut. I mean, it, it's just unreasonable. And, and you know, it's one thing if you owned your own building, but we we're just going to rent two thousand square feet here and there, and three thousand square feet here and there, and parking is down the street, and and the, the, the spaces are really small. It, it didn't make any sense. So I said to Graham, actually, about a year later, 
Uh, sir, no, this is a great idea. It's a wonderful product that you have, but the idea to expand to Los Angeles is not good. So that's when he said, well, Mr. Gendelman, what about moving to Milwaukee and you can open locations for us here? Or in Milwaukee, he said. And, of course, I said, no, thank you. My wife said, Jeff, we're not moving to Milwaukee. Don't. <laughs> so I said, no, thank you, sir. And, well, that was nine years ago, uh, nine and a half years ago. And, uh, and I think in life, you may agree with me, Rex, anytime you say no to something, I think that's really a time to look at that. And as Shakespeare would say, hold the mirror up to oneself and really take a look. So I, I did. And I, I I realized this is about six to eight months later in talking to my wife. My kids at that time were really young. They were one and three. And we had no family in Southern California. My wife didn't have any family there. And, and all my family is in the Milwaukee area. And, and Chris Valley, my wife's family from Ohio, had moved at that time to a place about 50 miles north of Milwaukee. And so it was right move to make me as a family guy and my wife as a family woman. And, and it was just the right thing to do. My wife at that time was a commercial architect and really could get a job anywhere. And, and, uh, and I, I think what happens is, is I let that kind of drive who I was. And, and in so doing, I became this master instructor, uh, principal, uh, partner with J.K. Lee Blackwell Academy, a venerable organization. We've been in business now 38 years. We have five locations, soon to be six, throughout the Milwaukee metropolitan area. And, and, and I realized after training so long in martial arts that I am now on the ownership side and as a principal, and I'm affecting positive change in people of all ages from 3 to 73 every single day of my life. And my life in entertainment, when I moved here, changed, obviously. But I wanted to bring one project with me, and we can go back to the surface now. And in 2006, I said to my wife, Jenny, why don't we, why don't we in 10 years produce this movie? And that was in 2006. But about a, a month after I said that to her, I, I thought to myself, wait a minute, as soon as I, now I'm in Milwaukee. And for 11 years... I've been wanting to produce this movie in Milwaukee. And nobody in L.A. or New York wanted to even touch Milwaukee. So I'm here. Now I'm here. I can find a producer, find the money, because I'm here. This is where we're going to shoot it. Well, then realizing that, I'd have to start now. This is in 2006. Not wait till, till uh, 10 years later in 2016 to do it. No, because it's going to take, once I decide to do it here, I'm sure it's going to take five, ten years to do it, once I decide to do it, because it's a movie, and movies are impossible to make, especially as large a vision that I had for this film, and to shoot it on water. So, in opening uh, the J.K. Lee Fox Point location, I started, thankfully, to, to uh, get a lot of students of all ages, and um, a couple of years later... I'm uh, uh, I'm at the academy, and uh, one of the dads of my students was in the gallery reading a, a, a film script. Now, that's something you see in Los Angeles and New York City often, but you don't see that right. in Milwaukee very often. So his name was Mr. San Marco. His, his son is a student, and he was reading a film script, and, and uh, a week later he's there reading another film script. So I had to say, Mr. San Marco, may I ask what you're doing? He said, yeah, uh, Mr. Gendelman, I'm, I'm uh, reading uh, movie scripts. I'm, I'm looking for, I'm, I'm a director of photography and a, a producer, and I, I'm looking, I've been looking for many years, actually, for a film that I can get behind as a DP and as a producer, and I'm, I'm just reading scripts. So I said, oh, interesting. So I'm thinking to myself, i got to show him my film. So uh, a few days later, he's back, and... Um, and uh, he's reading something else. I said, Mr. Smarkle, I'm, I, I, there's a script that I'd like you to read. So I handed him the surface. Of course, I took my name off it, not to you know, encumber, not to you know, conflict, or just to let it be fresh, you know, and, and uh, put a pseudonym on the, on the, on the byline. And uh, he got back to me very quickly. He said, this is great. And that was wonderful. 
because I had seen some of Jimmy San Marco's work, and uh, uh, I talked with him about it. Um, uh, Jimmy San Marco is a uh, he's an icon in the southeast Wisconsin, northern Illinois area. He's been shooting here for 24 years, industrials, commercials, films, uh, um, uh, you name it, and, and everybody loves him. So I realized that having Jimmy's talents on the film, no, he's not shot on water, but then we can learn how to do that. Uh, and that's a, I'll get into that in a second. But he, he knows everybody in town. He knows all the best film production people, and there's some really good people in town, as I heard. I didn't know. I knew people in New York and Los Angeles. I didn't know anybody here. So here's this wonderful guy who everybody loves. So he'll, he wants to bring everybody on board on the crew, everybody below the line. And uh, it was wonderful. He had passion for the film. He got it. He knew the sensibility. And so he came on before the director. And I, and I said to him, look, Jimmy, no matter who I'm talking to, I, I, uh, I'll make sure you're attached. And, and obviously I had more director meetings, and they all wanted to use their own DPs, and, and, and they all would continue on because I wanted to use Jimmy, and, um, and, and, and they understood. Until I met Gil Cates, Jr. And let me stop friend. you right here, Jeff. Sure. <laughs> Let me stop you right here because we, we're we're at that ha- we're past the halfway point, and I and I want to be able to to, to point out the website sure. and different things and make a few announcements, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about Gil and and the continued uh, adventure uh, on making the surface. So uh, hang in there for just a second while I make a few announcements. First off, you're listening to Jeff Gendelman, the producer, writer, and actor in the Surface Movie. The website is thesurfacemovie.com. That's TheSurfaceMovie.com. Go check it out. You're going to want to. The movie also opens up in the Milwaukee area on October 31st, that weekend. You're going to want to see it at Marcus Cinema and find out where it plays around the country by going back and visiting TheSurfaceMovie.com. You're also on Twitter as The Surface Movie, and there's a Facebook page, The Surface Movie. It stars Sean Astin, Chris Mulkey, and Mimi Rogers, all on Facebook, but you're going to want to go check all of that out uh, as you listen to this interview and or beyond that, and share it with your friends and your family. Uh, you're listening to Rex Sykes Movie Beat. Again, the official URL is R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S. That's my name. It's RexSykes.com. All of these interviews, this interview included, will be archived, and you can listen 24-7 right there at the interviews blog. There's also RexSykesMovieBeat.me. It's the new blog, and uh, you're going to want to check that out as well. That's RexSykesMovieBeat.me. Uh, the new blog. My next guest coming up will be Kathy and Ian, Kathy Fell and Ian Teal. They are uh, filmmakers from New York who have relocated to Wyoiga, Wisconsin. It's a little place in the middle of nowhere, west of Matt. Oh, I'm sorry, west of Appleton, off of Highway 10. And they have the Wyoiga International Film Festival coming up November 12th through the 15th of, of uh, November. And uh, it's a marvelous little festival. If you don't know about it, you will want to know about it. So be sure to tune in and listen to Kathy Fell and Ian Teal. And check out the Wyoiga International Film Festival. They also have a presence on Facebook and on the Internet. Also, tomorrow begins the Flyway Film Festival in Pepin. It's one of the most marvelous festivals in the state of Wisconsin, along with Wyoiga. Uh, I will be there. I'll be at both of these festivals. So if I see you there, we'll be sure to say hi. Uh, the Flyway Film Festival dot org is the uh, website so check that out it is a marvelous marvelous opportunity for filmmakers and fans all right so we're listening to jeff gendelman and you were talking about gil cates jr who also has been on the show and you're going to listeners are going to want to go back and listen to his discussion about the surface so please continue we've got um jeff just so you know uh if 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 our time is right we have about uh, 18 minutes Excellent. So, Gil Case Jr. Oh, wait, wait. Let me let me say one thing. Let me let me say one sure. one other thing. Um, I have a very soft spot in the heart, you know, a very warm place for the Lees as well. My kids have been in, involved with uh, J.K. Lee and the Lee family uh, for a number of years, and I think it, and and. And while you and I never met in Los Angeles, you know, we AFI and different places and everything like that, I think it's so fascinating that uh, when I first moved back here, I, I looked so hard and so 
desperately to find like a, a, a filmmaking community, like a coffee clutch, like the Schwabs or the Nate Nals or the Jerry's Delis sure. or any of those things in Los Angeles. Couldn't sure. find anything like that. And to think that you found Jimmy San Marco <laughs> in your own <laughs> martial arts dojo, <laughs> you know, and, and Jimmy is a wonderful man and, and a great talent. And so it's, it's, that's just so, um, fortuitous and maybe yes. synchronistic, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that has come about that way. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's actually going to become a student too. <laughs> oh, very cool. Well, very cool. Yeah. And I, I, I honor the, the, my business partners, uh, Jakey Lee, they, for allowing me to take the time to produce this film. And of course, to all my fellow instructors and students at all the five locations, Brookfield, Waukesha, Pewaukee, Germantown, Fox Point, they inspire me certainly yeah. and everybody every day with the, that life affirming Taekwondo message of perseverance and indomitable spirit. And if you're going to produce a movie, you need that. Uh, and however, not only do you need that, but you need these talent, the talented people that you surround yourself, uh, uh, like Jimmy San Marco, uh, Gil Cage Jr. You know, I, I, I never wanted to produce this movie. But after so many years and years and years and years of looking for a producer, talking with producers uh, who all loved the film, they just didn't, they didn't just see it the way I saw it being done here and things like that. And so I realized after that I was the producer, you know, and that was okay. I had helped produce other things in the past and it certainly produced world premiere theater and, uh, associate produced some other films and produced my own short. So I, and I like the fiscally responsible side of, 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 of entertainment uh, big time. And, and that was one of the reasons why I, I fully phased out of my life as an, as an actor. Uh, because uh, not only because I could, you know, be responsible for bringing the creative elements to any pr- project, whether it was Shakespeare or a film, uh, I, there was something about, um, letting people who have a better vision than I do uh, uh, take command of the director spot and the actor spots and things like that. And, and that was very exciting to me. And uh, so, but Gil was the first director, Gil Cates Jr. The first director I interviewed over many years that not only was open to using a cinematographer that, that he didn't have a relationship with, but unlike the others, he did not want to shoot it in New Jersey, Florida, California, or Canada. He understood the importance of the production happening in Milwaukee. I was so excited by that. Mm-hmm. And, and after so many years in development, I finally found a director that I could now creatively let the project go. And he brought the surface to the level I always imagine, imagined it would achieve. And, and then he has so much intelligence and and uh, and our relationship, our collaborative relationship, just like Jimmy, just like Gil, just like with the actors, uh, Sean and Chris, they are not only are they recognized and intelligent actors, uh, stars, but they made the script better and the film come alive. And of course, their 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 body of work speaks for itself. But that collaborative process, Rex, that I grew up in as an actor in theater, and that when people see the surface. They're going to see some theater elements to it. Um, they understood the rehearsal process. Jimmy does, Gil does, Sean and Chris all do. And, and in fact, Gil, Chris, Sean, and I would take, uh, we, we would hole up in our, we called it our war room at the hotel at downtown Milwaukee and tackle the script as often as possible before and during production. And not all actors like to do that. So these guys wanted to just completely invest themselves in this story, this, this really this two-hander, if you will. And uh, it made the script much, much better than, than, it, than, it, than it is and was. Can I share a story with you that I don't know if you know or not? Please. I was sitting at Norm's on La Cienega with Chris Mulkey, um, having an afternoon soda about 3 a.m. We both met there. And he said, you know, I, he said, I think I just got this movie in Milwaukee. <laughs> and I said, well, well, what movie is that? He goes, The Surface. And I go, oh, my God, I know The Surface. I, I go, when? when? He goes, well, I think uh, like August or whatever. I mean, I don't know if we had the dates. And I said, well, you know, I 
I would love to host you in Milwaukee. I can't, I can't think of anything more fun than having you come back to Milwaukee and being able to show you some of the sites and some of the, some of the places back there. And so for two weeks while you were shooting, I was in Milwaukee and then I was back in LA. But, uh, uh, it was really, I mean, and I got to visit your set and come down and, and, and talk with sure. and he, and he would share and he would say, you know, we're working on this or tonight we're going to do that or last night. I mean, he, he was so into and so, delighted by the ethic and the um the heart that came from you and Gil and Jimmy and everybody that was involved um you know and we'd go out for dinner or something and he'd share things and he was just very enthused by the entire project and and uh, wow. I was thrilled and delighted I, I wished I could have been there you know to the end and, and watched how it all came about but it was fun to come down and visit the set and see everybody working it and you really did have a nice uh, atmosphere and a good working crew and and uh, you know Thank Gil you. and I have talked about it and and Chris and everything being on the water for you know twelve or fifteen hours a day and stuff like that I'm mean, just an amazing adventure and uh, and you know my hats off to you and Gil and all of those involved because it truly truly was an impressive feat and you, you not only pulled it you not only pulled it off but unlike a lot of movies you pulled it off like a taekwondo class I mean, you pulled it up with <laughs> with, with uh, you know discipline and effort and respect and, uh, and so that was really very very cool but working on water made all of us appreciate land <laughs> it was I'm really sure it did. I mean, the unpredictable wind shifts on lake michigan led to significant anchoring issues and even though we studied from the masters uh spielberg uh hitchcock you know the way they shot on water and things it's still we had to have I had to have a plan A, plan B, plan C, D, E, F, G, and I ended up using H. So it's uh-huh, right. it's all so much goes into the logistics, and you know the the uh, just the the whole concept of boats, yachts, the the uh, the boat traffic. You know we are in the middle of Lake Michigan. However, we didn't shoot every day in the middle of Lake Michigan. So you had to keep boats in the background away, and the background could be 200 degrees. We wanted right. 270 degrees on some days, and some days we'd have 360 degrees, right? Because we it takes place in the middle of this desert sea. But boat anchoring issues, boat-to-boat transfer of people on water, how dangerous that is. Boat captains. Most people don't know how to drive a boat, even let alone yachts. And and now you're dealing with the tempest, not of an inland waterway, inland water lake, but Lake Michigan, a great lake. So finding qualified people to skipper, boat drowsiness, our crew, uh, many of them became seasick. And even after weeks of shooting, they would still, you know, be sensitive to it. So I had to be sensitive to it as the producer. Boat expenses, boat fumes, boat gas costs boat insurance, boat logistics, boat malfunctions, boat maintenance, boat noise, boat purchases, boat regulations, boat rentals, boat safety, boat traffic, boat wakes. It's it's just but I would I knew for years I'd be up up for this because we'd have to plan. But even though you planned and planned and planned, you have this great lake. And all of those elements every single day had to be respected. And we didn't have $100 million in the budget to do a lot of reshoots or take many, many days to shoot a one page like they might in a big Hollywood movie. We had to do many pages a day, and we had to keep moving, so we had to adapt. You know, the screenplay, thankfully, uh, everybody loved. Uh, I had to, as the writer, also adapt every day on the set because we were running out of time. Some days we'd spend hours trying to anchor the boats, but because of shifting currents and shifting winds, it became very, very difficult. So that's a whole lesson in filmmaking uh, for another day. (laughs) (laughs) And we should have that day, because that truly is amazing. You said in, in the litany of things that you put off, the one thing that I mean, there are many things I hadn't considered, but the one thing that I just absolutely hadn't considered, you said boat fumes, and I was like, oh my god, oh. yeah, you know, oh. I mean, to, to to be around, you know, the fuel smell day in and day out and stuff would be, you know, how, you know how you handle it. When we're rolling, 
you know, uh, you don't see what's behind the camera. You know, right. you see the frame, but behind you've got all these support boats. And obviously, quiet on the set, even when you're on the middle on the lake, you've got the the lapping of the wakes uh, of the you know of the of the, of the water, um, and, and thankfully the jets. You can't stop a jet going to Mitchell Field when it's overhead. Right. You've got those little planes. So all these sound, and thankfully we brought in uh, Mick from Southern California, an incredible sound guy. The sound people in Milwaukee who were uh, highly qualified. They had already been booked on a couple of pilots that were shooting down in Chicago, uh, summer of 2013. So we had to bring in uh, this um, this uh, uh, sound audio expert from Los Angeles, and thankfully we spent good money doing that. And that's a wonderful lesson learned as well, uh, never to compromise. I knew this going into it. We could not compromise on sound, especially right. shooting on a Great Lake. And it ended up we did very little foley uh, looping. Very little ADR on this, and and people have been amazed how little the actors were amazed how little they had to do in Los Angeles with ADR, considering it was all shot in water. Uh, it's awesome. That truly is. Yeah. Truly is awesome. Oh, it was. You name it. Uh, it, it, it happened, and we just bob and weave. Uh, the whole ending of the movie changed. We we ran out of time, uh, and I'm, uh, and it was a very big budget ending. So I wrote another ending, and it was much better than the original ending. <laughs> it just, it just was, uh, it was meant to be. It's just like a lot uh-huh. of what happened in the movie, and I think in life, as philosophically, everything is for a reason. And the ending is so perfect right now. And Bill Cates Jr. helped direct that to make it what it is. There's no question about it. Uh, it's much better than it was written because of the way he he uh, directed it. Well, it it it, um, it it absolutely, you know, is is a labor of love, and it shows, and it and it's 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 great to watch Sean and Chris and, and the entire film. Let me ask you about that. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, oh. it is, and I, and that's what I was just going to ask you, and I just want to alert you to the time. It's about I think sure. maybe six minutes or so we have. But yes, uh, you landed you landed Sean and Chris, and they have great chemistry, and so you want to you want to talk a little bit about that and. Sure. Uh, you know, through the years, I always had a top ten. Well, for the for Mitch, they're two lead actors, even though there's a there's several support um, talent, but it primarily takes uh, you know it revolves around characters Mitch and Kelly, and Mitch uh, Sean Astin was always on my top ten list, uh, uh, even ten years ago, he was on that list. Uh, Chris Mulkey, I knew his face. Uh, I seen him, but it was because of his agent in Los Angeles pushing him. Uh, and thankfully, uh, they pushed hard, and, and before Gil came out to Milwaukee for a few months last summer, uh, he had a, a coffee with uh, Gil, Chris and Gil, in Los Angeles before Gil came out here. And, it, it, and I immediately got a call from Gil, Jeff, I think we found our Kelly. And, and he was perfect. <laughs> I mean, you know, that we we were looking at some I mean, big time name actors, and it came down to who got it, who really understood it, who would be a good match with Sean, and not only uh, physically but internally, and mm-hmm. um, it was it was a dream. It was fantastic, and the fact that both understood theater and the rehearsal process, and wouldn't mind. I'm, you know, you have to be. You have to find actors that don't mind getting dirty, you know, because shooting on water is very difficult for talent, not only the crew. And uh, so they they were up for it, and it shows in the movie. I'm having a major like senior moment here. Chris and and his wife Karen are very very uh, heavily involved in the theater in Santa Monica, yes. and I can't think of the name of it. And um, Karen directs there, and Chris, I, I saw a beautiful play that uh, I think Karen directed, I believe Karen directed it, was, uh, that uh, starred Chris and others. And uh, Yeah, she's also ago. involved with the theater in St. Paul. Yes, and, she, and yeah. they're there now. They're there now, exactly. She's doing the lead yeah. in the play. Uh, and uh, so he also has a home in Minnesota, and he grew up in a town in Wisconsin. Didn't he? Uh, 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 Rex called, um, Verona, not Verona. Uh, something Veronica? like that, I think. Uh, something yeah. like that. I, 
I don't even know so Wisconsin. All those cities here, Wisconsin. Yeah. So he he got it. He got he got the Midwest thing. He got the lake. He loves water. Um, and Sean, it turns out, his mother and father were doing a play in Milwaukee, and he was a he was maybe one years old. Oh really? Wow. Here. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's got a nice uh, poetic background of Milwaukee, and and uh, so he he was uh, just all in. Sean, all in. And now that he saw the film Rex, mm-hmm. he is he's going to be a complete champion of it. And not all actors, as you know, do that when they see their their film that they're in. Oh, very Sean true. And Chris, Sean and Chris are going to be they are going to be champions of this movie. And 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 I won't give too much away about the film, but it turns out the film is not only entertaining and inspiring and great for the general public, but it's also important and powerful, and it can help nurse people. And uh, without getting too detailed, um, mm-hmm. we, we have we have quite a uh, responsible film here that will help people um, uh, with certain issues. And uh, we're getting a wonderful response from people around the country uh, um, and uh, nurses, doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, uh, certain hospitals that, that take that handle mental health issues, uh, depression, things like that. And uh, this will be a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Even on the darkest days, there's light kind of film. Well, in, in another time, I would love to discuss that area of the film, too. I mean, you, sure. I would like it to be out for a while so there's no spoilers sure. involved. You know, I mean, that kind sure. of thing. But I, I do think that there's a, there's some critical and, and very uh, illuminating components to um, those areas that you would, that you mentioned and how Thank it you. addresses things and, and, and uh, yeah. that makes yeah, we, incredible we have difference, a... especially in today's day and age. Go ahead. Yes, sir. We have an exclusive opening in just the Milwaukee area happening next week on the 31st at uh, Select Marcus Cinemas beginning Halloween weekend. And, again, that has nothing to do with the, the, the national release, which will happen sometime in the first quarter of 2015. And we're, we're our agents in Los Angeles now are meeting with certain distributors that understand the movie and see, see the vision for it. I'll be going out to Los Angeles uh, uh, in a couple of weeks to go to AFM and uh, meet some of these people. And uh, we'll have, we're going to have a screening for some of them. And, cool. Uh, so yeah, I think by the by the next month or two, we should have a, a distributor on board and then have a better idea about the rollout, which will probably will begin in Los Angeles. And, and try to find, you know, if we can get 10 cities, that's great. If we can get 50 cities, that's massive for a small movie like this. Oh, sure. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, otherwise uh, we're also developing foreign at the same time with our foreign sales agents and uh, hearing very good things from countries like France and Germany and Brazil, Argentina, Israel, South oh, Korea. That's uh, very yeah, good. some really good news there. Well, that's awesome. Let me um, also just uh, mention that um, Chris uh, and I have uh, scheduled two shows that never happened uh, in the past prior to the surface, and, and uh, so I would still be uh, still hoping that Chris will come back at some point and we can do the show, as well as Sean. And we have talked with Sean about coming on. And so sometime when he's, he's not as busy, uh, I would love to have both those guys come on and talk about the show, about the movie The Surface. Um, so uh, there's so much happening with your movie and so many wonderful and positive things. And, uh, again, it's thesurfacemovie.com. It's also on Facebook and it's at Twitter at the Surface Movie, and uh, and um, you know, my, again, my hats off to you. It was also marvelous to see Chan Lee and and, and the Lee families at uh, at the premiere. I got to talk That's to uh, Tootie, right and yeah. yeah, I got to talk to them. I spent 20 minutes or so catching up with the Lees, oh, and uh, and that was wonderful. And I keep I keep trying to get my kids back into the into the dojo well, there. Yeah, I love your connection to Taekwondo, Rex. It's really <laughs> huh? <laughs> I love your connection to Taekwondo. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, it. and I studied there too. So I mean, that was it was sure. it's all been kind of for a little while, but I mean, it's all it's all yeah. very it's all it's all very circular and very wonderful and and the yeah. way that this is around. I'm very pleased and very happy that uh, that you have seen this fulfillment 
of this dream of yours to come through after 18 years and and to realize that in the in the town in the city on the lake that you wanted to bring it about and that right there is a is a testament to you will and 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 effort and vision and 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 the power to make it be so uh, that's that's awesome I'm glad you were able to share that festival premiere with us a couple of weeks ago Rex I'm glad you were there I am too. I'm very, very delighted yeah. that I was able yeah. to be there. It was wonderful to Excellent. see the movie and to see everyone again. So, um, I know that you're going to go, and uh, so I'm going to say I want to give you the final word uh, before you part. And uh, and uh, and I really appreciate being on the show. We'll have to have you do it again. Well, you're welcome, and I, and I thank you for allowing me to be here and and being a supporter of uh, the surface and uh, your insight and expertise. I know many people gain from, and thank you for that. Well, it's kind of you to say. Well, thank you, sir. Have a have a great rest of the day, and and best wishes in your adventures with us. And and yes, keep keep. I hope to stay in the loop and and uh, be able to share um, those tidbits and that information that you want uh, shared at the appropriate time. So, uh, um, meanwhile, have a marvelous day, and thanks so much. You're welcome, and thank you. All right. By now, that was Mr. Jeff Gendelman, uh, an awesome adventure in in getting a movie made. And I and I, again, I love the uh, just the the brief moments where he talked about covering what boats do on the water in terms of shooting, and that's the kind of thinking and kind of planning and the kind of things that you know uh, contingency and and what do you have to consider that you might not have considered that that go into the producing and production of a film. So anyway, um, again, my next guests coming up are Kathy and Ian Teal of the Wyoiga International Film Festival. They have a Facebook presence. They are also on the Internet. Stay tuned for them. They are the 29th of October, our regular day, I believe. It's a Thursday at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, and you're going to want to check out the Wyoiga Film Festival if, in fact, you've uh, never had the opportunity or you're in Wisconsin and you want to attend a, a fine festival, be sure to go check them out and visit there. Also, the uh, Flyway Film Festival is uh, beginning tomorrow in Pepin, Wisconsin. That's a little beautiful place on the Mississippi on the western side of the state. You're going to want to go visit the uh, flywayfilmfestival.org. And check that out. And if there's any way possible you can attend, then um, go check out the Flyway Film Festival. Rick Vacious, the uh, founder and the director of the film festival, uh, was on my show yesterday. And you can go and listen to that on, uh, uh, from uh, from my website. Uh, again, it's RexSykes.com, where all of these interviews are archived and available. It's RexSykesMovieBeat.me, which is the new blog has new articles. You can also uh, learn more about my guests and upcoming guests and different information. You can learn about the surface and different different things along those lines. And then also uh, Facebook. There's the uh, Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends on Facebook. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rex Sykes Movie BT. That's Rex Sykes Movie BT. So uh, there you have it in a nutshell. Everybody have a fabulous day. Continue to make your projects. And until we meet the next time, that is a wrap. <laughs>